Welcome. you're here with Casey and Chloe and you're listening to The Zoo Report. We're here to discuss all things UMass, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you want stories shared, message us on Twitter at report underscore zoo or Instagram at the zoo report underscore and we'll dish it out anonymously. Welcome back to another week of the pod. Um, we are going to do round two of our Cloudy's Couples recap. So last week, if you listened, we did another segment of the Cloudy's Couples and our very much compromised decisions on the couples were as followed. So we have Jon Snow and Egret from Game of Thrones over Daenerys and Khal Drogo. That was my compromise for Chloe. Um, then I think we... they won the polls, though. No, they did not. Oh. Well, they did, but they didn't. We'll get there. Um, Phil and Claire over Cameron and Mitchell from Modern Family. Surprise, um, surprise. Yeah, Phil and Claire all the way. I stand by um, Courtney and Scott over Kim and Kanye. I will also always stand, stand by. by that one too. Kylie and Tyga over Kylie and Travis Scott. And if you guys did not listen, I also gave Chloe this win, but it was because of the video where Travis Scott can't remember Kylie Jenner's that middle name. Interview so. is so awkward, and it's just like there's no passion there, and that's what was our deciding yeah. factor. Was like even the- when I was looking at pictures to post on the Instagram stories, the Kylie and Tyga pictures were cute. Um. So then we rated these winners best to least best, and it went like Phil and Claire reading at number one. Number two was... Wholesome love. Some love for Phil and Claire. Number two was Kylie and Tyga. A young love. Number three, Courtney and Scott. And number four, Jon Snow and Egret. Jon Snow and Egret did come in last because (laughs) it was a compromise. So I guess maybe I would rate them above if it wasn't a compromise. Personally, I would have done Jon Snow and Egret earlier, but as we were saying... It is a compromise compromise. situation. I used to think that that was two different words, actually. All right, so this week we took to Instagram to see what the fans thought. Their decisions went a little bit differently than ours. Um, For Jon Snow and Egret over Daenerys and Khal Drogo, um, you guys agreed with us that Jon Snow and Egret were... Boo. (laughs) Daenerys and Khal Drogo were winning at the beginning, and I was hype about it, but... I just think people have the same thought process as me, is that... Daenerys and Khal Drogo, as passionate as it was, was like a toxic love, you know? Um, right. And Jon Snow and Egret killing each other wasn't. But anyways, we won't get into that. Neither of them killed each other, though. They tried. <laughs> Cameron and Mitchell over Phil and Claire. Disagree. Heavy. Heavy disagree on that, you but whatever. really liked Cameron and Mitchell. Um, honestly, I can see it. They have a fun, funky little romance. Um, for Courtney and Scott over Kim and Kanye... Uh, you guys agreed with us. That was like, easy. Courtney and I Scott. think that was an easy Connie's one. Connie's a nut job. Yeah. An absolute nut job. And Scott is too, but not in the same way. He's like, in like a fun way. Yeah. He's crazy in a fun way. Kanye's crazy in like a also human rights way. is like a third party voting party right now. So people are literally electing him for president and... Scott would never. Just, that's he, just Scott yeah. is a lord, actually. Yeah, but, but. <laughs> that's easier to attain okay, than presidency. Next. Kylie and Travis over Kylie and Tyga, which you guys chose Kylie and Travis, but I understand because they have a child together and she is beautiful. And that was my original reasoning. So she is a beautiful baby. And I feel like they have an amicable breakup overall. And like they still hang out and stuff like they were just in a in a 
advertisement campaign for something together. Yeah. Um, and so overall, rating your favorite couples, we have Courtney and Scott at number one with 25 votes, Cameron and Mitchell at number two with 20 votes, Kylie and Travis at number three with 18 votes, and Jon Snow and Egret at number four with 13 votes. This surprise, this isn't isn't surprising, I guess. You know how when we talked about Courtney and Scott, we had time to talk about it, but upon first glance, I would probably just choose them? Yeah. You know? Um, But I was surprised that Cameron and Mitchell beat Kylie and Travis and Jon Snow and Egret. I... I don't know. I can see it. I think Cameron and Mitchell is more... But I think Game of Thrones is way more popular than Modern Family. But as of right now, maybe people are just like... Okay, Maybe Cameron and Game Mitchell are less problematic than Jon Snow and Eager, like True. you're saying. Like, yeah, they have their differences, but... Well, week two of having murder. very different um, <laughs> stances. I think before you guys vote, you need to discuss a little bit. Um, <laughs> Who are they going to discuss with? <laughs> discuss uh, in, in Amongst oneselves. All right, well, now we're going to get into some upcoming events. Um, the first one I saw and I was very, very excited about. Um, so, Coven 19... Or Magics for Unprecedented Time. Magics spelled M-A-G-I-C-K-S. So basically, in light of the final week of spooky season, we are shouting out Coven 19. We'll play on words. COVID-19, Coven 19. So basically, on October 30th and 31st, they will go live to perform a remote ritual for the UMass community that addresses the grief and the pain we have all been experiencing due to COVID-19. Um, Their description declares that the veil between our world and the other side is at its thinnest in late October. I think on Halloween is when it technically, like, drops or is, like, thin enough to, like, you know, pass by. Um, So that sounds pretty cool. I hope it works out for sure. And check out the link in our episode description for more info. And also, it is free. Get your magic on. Get a little spooky. Um, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Next. Free is always great. So next we have the BCT lecture. So the elements of a way better way to build in the 21st century. <laughs> Founder and CEO of Benswood and Utility Homes, Ted Benson, will be speaking at a virtual lecture on November 2nd from 4 p.m. to 5.15. Coincidentally, also the first day of picking classes. Um, he will be going over the critical ingredients to a more enlightened home building. So if you're into this stuff, definitely check it out. Again, it will be linked below in the episode description. And it is another free event. And I just feel like it's never too early to start learning how to build like a sustainable and effective home, you know, especially in the age of natural resources disappearing. I agree. And our third and last upcoming event um, is called Smart About Money, How Not to Go Broke in College. So also on November 2nd, the Smart About Money group will be hosting a Zoom meeting from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. So right after the elements of a better way to build in the 21st century, log right on to Smart About Money. Especially if you're a freshman, they will be discussing various money-saving tips like budgeting, personal spending habits, and financial teams. So definitely something to check out. Freshmen, you may not realize this, but you do spend a gross amount of money in college for very rarely actually good reasons. Um, it's too late for me, but I wish you guys the yes. best of luck on so, that. So log on to that. Um, get some experience. Also, we didn't put it on, but I'm going to mention it anyways. Halloween is October 31st. Obviously, that's Saturday. As always. Don't be dumb. Definitely dress up if you want, but UMass tends to get a little bit crazy during the Halloween time. So... 
I'm not saying don't have fun, but if you want to like party with friends, just make sure everyone's getting COVID tested. Be safe. Don't ruin it even more than things already been ruined. You know, um, just keep everybody safe. Be smart. There's a lot of people being affected by COVID, so don't be selfish. Um, also, should we talk about Halloween costumes real quick? I feel like we should. Sure. Let's get into it. What do you think is going to be the most popular Halloween costume this year? I think it's going to be a mix between the cowboy alcohol hats and Euphoria. I think Space Cowboy is going to be up there. It's always a contender, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be number one. I think that it's there's going to be a lot of Space Cowboys. And I also think there's going to be so much Euphoria because I feel like that's an easy costume. The makeup is just fun, too. Yeah, definitely a lot of Euphoria. Maybe some Euphoria Cowboys. All right. Just mix those in there. Okay. <laughs> So we do have a guest today, um, a very special guest near and dear to our hearts. Her name is Elise Hankus. She is a junior. Oh, she is a senior. Sorry. That's scary. Elise Hankus. She is a senior here at UMass, a double communications and Spanish major. Um, And Elise has a pretty interesting story to tell us today because she just got free from quarantine because of a COVID scare. She did not test positive for it, but her roommate did. So she was in direct contact. So she had to quarantine even though she was negative the whole time. So um, welcome back, Elise. And you want to give us just a little bit of background on your situation and what it looked like when you found out and everything like that? Yeah. So I guess two weeks ago, my a little over two weeks now, um, my roommate tested positive for COVID. Um, it was a very normal morning. She came in my room. She told me she was like, my head hurts, and, you know, I just thought maybe she was getting her period or something. <laughs> that is a symptom. Um, you know, <laughs> and, then, and then she was like, oh, have you seen my ice pack? Like, my back is hurting, but she also has a slip disc, so I just was unconcerned. Um, and then about two hours later, she FaceTimed me, and she was like, me and my boyfriend both just tested positive. But it was just really surprising because she's been being really careful and we've all been being really careful. So I definitely was not expecting her to contract COVID like at all. Um, So, yeah. Did UMass call you and tell you that you had to like go quarantine somewhere or did they give you options? Yeah. So UMass did call me after they – well, she – they called her and she had to give names of the people that she had been in direct contact with. So she had to give the names of both me and our other roommate. Um, and then UMass called me and they were like, you need to make a plan. And they went through all sorts of stuff. Like they were like, these are the days you're going to have to get tested. I was on the phone with the guy for like 30 minutes, like getting this whole like rundown. And and they were like, you can stay at home. You can come to the UMass hotel. Um, which I ultimately decided to do, but it was like a lot of talking between my roommates kind of to decide what was going to be the best options for all of us. How was it like living in the UMass hotel for two weeks? Because that was your overall decision, right? Yeah. So ultimately the, the university kind of said, like, we only have one bathroom at my apartment and the university said that it would be unsafe for all three of us to stay at home. And they were like, you, ideally, all of you would be separate. And so my one roommate, like, really wanted to stay at home with her boyfriend. And so I was like, okay, then I'm 
not staying. So I ended up going into the hotel and I don't think I realized what I had done. You know, like I think I wasn't expecting my roommate to test positive for COVID like at all because she only sees like three other people outside of the house and doesn't really like go many places so it was just like a shock and I think when I found out I went into like major fight or flight mode and just didn't even process anything but then the second I got to the hotel I was like oh like like I was like I'm alone for 14 days and that is like a lot to process um but my roommate who was actually sick with COVID she had to go to the Lincoln apartments which like is legit dorm furniture with like an uncomfortable twin bed the with bed. no Ugh. mattress pad. Like at least freshman year, we could bring those like bring the egg big foam yeah. things. Yeah, like she didn't even have that, and she was like sick. So I was like, I really don't want to sleep there. So at least I had like a big comfy bed, but being completely alone was definitely not my ideal situation. So did people like? check in on you and you had to get COVID while you were there so how did that whole like setup work how did UMass work around that yeah so no one checks on you per se like there's no contact with anyone other than yourself every day someone comes and knocks on your door like three or four times a day to tell you that there's food at your door but you don't see those people they just knock and run away and then um as far as covid testing goes we like a guy a nursing student would come to my door knock he would stand leave a he would leave like the swab if you ever gotten tested at mullins it's like the same thing they give you at mullins but they would leave that for me outside the door on like a paper towel and then uh, they would like be like 10 feet down the hallway and I would like weirdly walk out in my mask. And then they okay. would, yeah, and they have to watch you the whole time. So you're just like staring at them while you like swirl the swab around your nose and it's so uncomfortable, but it's also the only person you see for 14 days. So you're like, do you want to be my friend? Like, yes or no? Do you just want to talk about something besides COVID maybe? I'm like, uh, so what are, you, what are you doing today? Like, are you going to go to the grocery store or something? Like I, you know. <laughs> just desperate for it. Um, was it just frustrating testing negative the entire time and still having to stay there? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I'm glad that I did not have COVID, but like by day seven or eight, like I'd done, I'd gone tested three times and all of them had come back negative. So I was very sure that I did not have COVID. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been in, like, a ton of contact with my roommate. I know that it doesn't take a lot. Like, it, this virus is just so confusing. It's really hard it to know. Yeah. Um, but it definitely got really frustrating that I was sitting alone, especially as, like, my positive roommate, since her boy, her boyfriend and all of his roommates were positive, they ended up going to his apartment. They left Lincoln after five days and went back to his apartment and stayed there so like she was with people and then my other roommate was with her boyfriend so like she had someone and I just was like annoyed that I ended up being completely by myself yeah more or less and also an interesting tidbit is that when you're positive your quarantine is 10 days and when you're negative it's 14 which seems like I know there's a scientific reason behind that but it just seems counterintuitive to like yeah when my roommate who was positive like on 
day 10 she was like i'm going to like after she got cleared obviously yeah she was like we're going to chipotle and i was (laughs) like and i still have four days of sitting in this room so i was like i obviously i'm i'm not like i have no hard feelings i'm not mad at her but like i was angry at the situation for sure i literally think i went through like all the stages of grief like I was kind of trying to explain it to my mom and I was like the first four days I cried and then after that I felt kind of numb to it and then eventually I got really mad about it so like and then I was just like get me out so I don't know I'm glad it's over definitely not a fun experience so what was it like when you could finally leave I mean that was probably like one of the better feelings you've probably ever felt in your life it honestly felt fake like I I was carrying all my stuff and obviously I was there for two weeks and I had a lot of things and I was carrying it all through blue wall to my car and I dropped all of it in the hallway and like my soap went flying and stuff like there all my crap was everywhere and this boy stopped and was like do you need help and I was like "Uh, uh, um Yes, but, like, I literally had just, like, forgotten how to interact with people normally. It was, like, we he walked with me in complete silence all the way to my car. Like, it was, like, a five-minute walk, and he walked, like, ten feet behind me carrying all of my stuff. And then when we got to my car, um, I dropped my keys and my phone, and my phone has all my, like, cards in the back, and all my cards went flying. Oh, God. And, and I was just – he was just standing there, and I was like, oh, um – just like staring at all of it, trying to like. He's like, this girl's and seen he's, some stuff. Yeah, he definitely was like, "What is wrong with you?" And I was like, "I'm really sorry, but thank you." You're like, you're very attractive, by the way. <laughs> Want to stick around? Um. So, how do you think overall, if you had to rate, like, from the phone call to staying there to the beds to the food to everything, um, how do you think UMass is handling the COVID situation? knowing that like this is where they're placing negative students or students that like not negative students students that have been in contact and like holding them for quarantine and such um yeah I think it's definitely somewhere in the middle like I I don't know if you remember like all the NYU TikToks and stuff like that where kids were getting like chicken watermelon salad and like random food like that and stuff like (laughs) I definitely didn't have any of that. Like, I was eating good UMass food, like, the whole time. So, like, not too many complaints there. And I got to stay in a hotel room, which is, like, relatively nice. Um, I I guess I would give it, like, a seven. Like, obviously, they're doing the best that they can. I felt like it was a little bit unorganized. Like, when I was leaving, I was, like, asking questions about how to leave. And they were like, oh, you you get this parking pass and they go no one gave that to you yet you should have gotten that the first day you got there and I go no no one's ever even talked to me about it I was also supposed to have a hotel room key I emailed the guy three times I never received a room key like it's just like things like that that I was like communication yeah a little bit of a lack of communication and like but like it was like the lack of communication on that end but then Every single day, you have to have this, like, wellness call where someone talks to you for, like, 15 minutes and asks you, like, how are you doing? Do you need me to refer you to psychological services? How's your mental health? And I'm, like, how do you think it is? Like, yeah, like, like, yeah they're, like, how are you doing? I'm, like, well, obviously not great. Like, Diane, it's been better. But, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. I'm, like, oh, my God, thank you. Um, But. 
I don't know. They're doing the best they can with the resources that they have to offer. So what lasting repercussions do you think quarantining alone is going to have on college students? I mean, obviously, you're not the first and you won't be the last to go through that experience. I am suspecting at least by the end of spring semester, a good majority of students are going to have to go through what you went through. Um, So glad, happy you got it over with. But um, what do you think? I mean, do you notice anything in yourself that you think like, oh, damn, that's going to stay with me? I mean, I think I'll simply never forget it. It was maybe the weirdest experience of my life. Um, but Story for later in your life. Yeah, too. definitely. Um, but I definitely noticed myself feeling like a little bit depressed and that'll probably like take me some time to get over. And I also think like the social repercussions of it, um, like I'm definitely a little more like weary to seeing people now and like a little more afraid of like the world, which like, I'm going to be the old person with, like, the stockpile of food, and I'm going to be like, don't leave the house, kids. It's scary out there. Um, But, yeah, I my, like, best story is that on day 10, they finally let us go outside for the first time. And we, like, I had not seen outside, like, the outdoors. And so, like, not only did I not see another person, I simply did not leave my, like, 14 by 10 hotel room for like so many days and on day 10 they were like do you guys want to go outside and like we walked I walked into the hallway and and like there were three other kids on my floor and you could just tell everyone was smiling under their masks like literally like children like I felt like I was going to recess like I was like hee hee like I'm gonna play on the playground with my friends um but then they were like you have to stay social distanced and don't get close to each other. And I like the guy who was running the program was like, I can't be around like all of you. So I have to go take the elevator and go downstairs and unlock the door for you. So you guys wait 30 seconds up here and then make sure you go one at a time. Like don't hold the door for the other person. Like it was just like so weird. And then once we got outside, we all had to sit like at least six feet apart from each other and also had to continue wearing our masks. Um, so just, I don't know, it just all felt, like, really surreal and, like, super fake. Definitely an unpleasant Yeah, I don't time. I think quarantine's not for me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I just rather not. <laughs> um, so final question. Um, so obviously I think, I do think that UMass is doing the best that they can. They've got, like, 20,000 freaking students to be worried about right now, not including grad students. Like, I'm going to say that that's pretty rough but how could it have been better like what do you think is there anything that while you were there you thought like I would really enjoy this that would be like feasible for them to do yeah I definitely wish that I could have gone outside more at least like feeling the fresh air I was like oh I feel like I can like breathe a little bit and just like I don't know and like even though I had to sit six feet away from the other kids it was nice to like actually speak to someone even though we were like screaming to each other um it was still nice to have like some sort of social contact so, like if they could do more of that I mean I think it was completely safe like everybody was socially distancing wearing their masks obviously like and most of you are testing negative during this time period anyway yeah so. exactly so like I feel You're like will be the safest people to be around yeah because we're alone so like <laughs> um but I also think they could have done like some of the food stuff a little bit better like on the menu you have to pick like it was like a meal was like 10 things that were grouped into one but like I would always be like well this one has the bread that I want but this one has the pasta that I want and I wish that they could have like made it so that you can like pick and choose individual individual ones, like yeah. things because I'd be like 
just like stuck more or less well you have to think that like there was only three people in your hall like i feel like i could be wrong about this but i feel like it wouldn't be that hard that hard i feel like i feel like there's not like 500 students being like i want this personalized meal and this like i feel like there was enough you obviously have the ingredients it's just a matter of putting it together in the same box yeah and i feel like there wasn't so many people there's not so many people to make that impossible yeah i feel like like i I feel like they could say like here are the 10 things we're gonna make today like pick four of them that you want to be in your box instead of it being like these are the options and they're like solidified and then also it was like hard because you couldn't make any requests like they only bring you water every day and I am a caffeine addict and I continued to work remotely for the entire time so I have to be up at 8 a.m and like I had no coffee and that was like a different sort of hell but there's nowhere to put in and say like could you bring me coffee (laughs) like could you bring me like they brought me chicken nuggets i am a slut for honey mustard um there was no honey mustard but i was like i wish that i could have requested that because i know you have it like i know you're hiding it there and you're just trying to keep it from me that's very true well thank you so much elise we are terribly sorry about your 14 day isolation period but we are happy you're back you want now (laughs) and if anybody is interested in what it might be like to quarantine please listen to this episode so that maybe you're a little bit more careful um elise any departing words you want to send to the fans all i have to say is don't be stupid this halloween please i like i'm all for having fun and i totally understand and i want to see my friends too and so i get it but coming from someone who did it you do not want to isolate for 14 days i promise you heard it here first folks (laughs) all right thank you elise enjoy the rest of your day maybe go outside and sniff the trees so next up we have our segment cloudiest couples and you all know the jail we will be pitching two sets of couples to face off against one another and once we come to our decisions we will be rating these four couples then our decision will be put into the test next week via instagram when we get fan opinions Chloe, take it away. You are going first this episode. So my first couple is Kate Middleton and Will versus Megan and Harry. <sighs> Megan and Harry. I agree. The you thing is, is not that I don't love. So Kate and if Will, you but- had asked me this prior to Megan Markle, like I was such a big Kate Middleton fan. I really was. I still um am. Yeah, I really like her. Um I always liked her. I will. I was like Prince William. I was pretty indifferent about. I was always a Prince Harry girl. Um, we've shared my breakup stories. You know why? I just love a toxic man, and he used to be a big part here <laughs> uh, for context. But he had those nightclubs. Yeah, he loved those nightclubs. The thing is, so, so do you want to know what? Okay, yeah. But here's the thing. Do you want to know what irritates me it. though? Is I think specifically because people were so mean to Meghan Markle and gave her such like crap for being like an actress that like you know was like seductive and like scandalous yet prince harry was at all those nightclubs pictures and hot tubs with a bunch of women and like that is a normal thing for a young like mid-20s guy to do that's single but like they literally ripped Meghan markle apart and said that like she like there were some like crazy whack british articles that were like she's not pure enough because she's mixed like these crazy things so real racist yeah real racist stuff over there but I, so I will always go Meghan Markle and Harry because I think that, number one, she's very brave for marrying into that family. I think anybody marrying into that family is really brave. I would take a second to consider that because the 
laws and rules and yeah. obligations you have. It's like royalty, but royalty comes at a price. And I think Meghan Markle felt it. And I also respect Harry so much for getting out of that because like he people give him such crap for that. But I the second I heard about them leaving, I was like, he probably watched what the press and what people did to Princess Diana, his mother, and like highly suspected that they killed her on purpose, which I know that that's just conspiracy, but either way, she was put in a situation that cost her life and people were horrible to her and like all this, all these things. And so Harry was probably like, heck no, not the mother of my child, not my yeah, wife. That won't happen. They have a child and he probably knows. And now they're doing like. like humanitarian things. I yeah. forget what it was, but they just like partnered with some business or opened up some business to help like some good thing well, in the world. He probably also knows what it's like to grow up in the royal family and as much as like you are privileged, like there's probably a thousand things that are you can't wear dark it. nail polish. And and the queen was pissed about Megan's dress because it showed collarbone. So overall, I just think for the sake of their son, for the sake of her, and like their well-being, they made a really great decision. And they're still doing so much good in the world. And it's just like without having to be part of this like semi-toxic family. And yeah, definitely Meghan Markle. I also just I've always loved Meghan Markle. I just think that Kate Middleton is fantastic, and so is Will, but they were treated with the same slander. Prince William cheated on Kate Middleton. (gasps) Did you not know that? No. Yeah, it was, like, huge. Like, six, not six months ago, maybe a year ago. Quote-unquote not confirmed, but, like, with one of her friends, there was, like, text messages and, like, all this these things but you're married into the royal family so you're not allowed to get a divorce really that's why they hate one of the reasons why they hated princess diana so much is because she divorced prince charles i think his name was sorry if i'm wrong about that because prince charles cheated on her wow i know that's also why i can't with prince william i'm like you have kate middleton you're bald and kate middleton ages like fine wine and you're gonna cheat on her I will say he was very attractive in his youth. But I also do feel bad for Kate because I'm like, you probably also saw what happened to Princess Diana and don't want that to be you, so you're just going to stick it out. And they have, like, three children. Yeah. Their kids are really cute. They're very cute kids. Yeah. But I do love Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, so we're going to put them over Kate and Will. Also... Baby name Archie, I think, is the cutest thing in the whole I'm world. I'm pretty sure that was like against the royal registry. Yeah, it was. Too. So like, Meghan like, Markle really showed up to the like, royal family and was like, "Nope, I can't do this with you guys. I can't do this with you guys today." Okay, so my first one is gonna be hard, I think, because you don't want to vote for either of them. Beck and Joe versus Love and Joe from you. I'm gonna go with Beck and Joe because Love is also a psychopath. And maybe they're meant for each other, but Beck was just an innocent bystander in Joe's, like, fantasy. And I just think she deserved more for sure. But, like, something about Love's relationship with him was, like, so much more toxic. It was so weird. Because she was... Like, the brother I, situation? Yeah, that and, like, the I wolf you and, like, the, like, I don't know. <laughs> I wolf you. There are so many red flags. Like he's... She's a good actress. That late, that woman is a oh, really fantastic. good actress. She's in yeah. Haunting of Blind Manor. Yeah, she's, she's really great. great. And I she's just... in Haunting of Hill House. I think. I'm not sure. You can't put two incredibly mentally unstable people together and call it a great relationship. Not that, obviously, I mean, Beck was murdered by Joe, so that's not a great relationship. But, like, I feel like it started out with good intent um, of him just, like. I feel like. You know, like, I feel like first season of You, part of it was so difficult because, like, when Joe was good with Beck, he was good. Like, he, they, like, got along so well. He worked at a bookstore and she was a writer. Come on. Like, that's, that's he perfect. He out for a reason. Yeah. And so I think, but he was working at that bookstore before she, he even knew about her. 
So like it just I just feel like they worked really well. If he didn't have the psychological he, trauma yes. he did, they could have actually exactly. Done beautiful. And I feel like love just like I feel like I feel like there was maybe a smidge of Joe that was trying on a redemption track in California, and like was trying to be a better person. And I think love at the at in the beginning seemed like this really sweet girl that like could help him, but then like she. Joe got crazy and then she got crazy, so it made him crazier. And like, they were both just they so egg crazy. Each other on. They can't like you can't have that kind yeah. of relationship. So I'm I'll go I'll I think Beck and Joe definitely over Love and Joe. Okay. So also my, Love, come on, I hate that name. I hate that name. Okay. My next one is from Parks and Rec, actually. Okay. Um, have you seen the show? I have seen a good amount of the show, but I'm I might need some visuals. refreshers. Okay. Yeah. So my two are Leslie and Ben. Okay. I do love Leslie. Anne and Chris. Um, okay. One second. Okay, so I knew that this was going to be hard for me, and it's hard for me for one single reason. You love Rob Lowe. I am a slut for Rob Lowe. <laughs> now, I want to say Leslie and Ben because I have watched episodes with them, and they're cute. I like them because you know how Leslie's kind of like crazy a little bit, yeah. and Ben's just like, okay, Leslie. He like, loves her crazy. Yeah, but I like them together. They're mm-hmm. such a sweet crazy. They're sweet. They're, they They're have the same passions. Crazy. Yes. Just, like, he respects her drive. But I am a slut for Rob Lowe and any woman that makes Rob Lowe be all emotional and affectionate. Um, I'm also seeing memes here comparing Jim and Pam to Chris and Anne. And Jim and Pam are elite couple. So if they're being compared, um, what do you think? My answer is a resounding Ben and Leslie. I think that's the right answer. I think I want to say Chris and Anne because I love Rob Lowe, but I don't watch the show enough. I do like Parks and Rec, but I haven't seen like a lot of the later episodes. My reason, I've seen the first two seasons. My reason for Ben and um, Leslie is that like their love is like yeah it starts with like they don't like each other at first and then like they get to know each other and they realize they but love I, each other I kind of always so knew that they would end up together and they give each other up for like he literally puts her career in front of her for her like he's like i know you and i will like like at one point she's running for um the seat on city council yeah. and she, it's like a scandal for them to be dating so he breaks up with her for her career because he's like i will not let you sacrifice this for me and like not that there's anything oh, i just got chills really chill like that or toxic coat. about chris and ann but like he breaks up with her like three times and but he's so nice about it that she doesn't even know and like that's her, why i like them like she doesn't even know she's yeah, just like just, oh. but like their their passion isn't really there as much as the other ones and like they're just kind of like a mess and they go back and forth like they date on and off like three times and like their reasons aren't like as deep as like putting each other's careers in front of one another for each other like, it's kind of just cute it's just like a cute relationship but there's nothing inherently wrong about it it's like it's not toxic it's just leslie and ben it's have just, more passion have, have more chemistry that's like can't be captured in the same way i also what's that actress's name i forget it the leslie yeah um amy poehler, amy poehler. i love amy poehler so i love amy poehler too okay we're going to end on one that I think is going to be an easy answer, but it's I like opening up this conversation because there's a lot to talk about for it. Chuck and Blair versus Serena and Nate from Gossip Girl. <laughs> now, off the bat, what's your answer? Chuck and Blair. Okay. And that <laughs> is the right answer. Yeah. no, That is easy. the right answer. But I do think that there is something to say about Nate when he's with Serena. 
He clearly is, like, devoted to her. Yeah. Nate pines over Serena. Even if he's with other women, he's like, no, I'll go back to Serena in a second. And I like Serena best when she's dating Nate. I can't stand Serena when she's with Dan. I can't stand Serena when she's, like, what is she, canoodling with one of her professors at some point? Like, I can't stand Serena a lot. And I, I think she love her when she's card. with... Yes, and she I love her. Card. And I love her and Nate's friendship. Like, when he's in the Hamptons hooking up with the older woman... When the whole white party scene happens. Yeah, and she's pissed. And she's, she's, no, she helps him. Like, she's literally, like, covers it up and pretends to date him all summer to cover it up. Oh. But I, then they end up together at the party because Serena looks like a f- goddess. She is. She is so beautiful. beautiful I just think that she's, like, uh, you're really going to use that against me? And it's, like, why is nobody allowed to use anything against you? You've done sh- Things. That TikTok audio where it's like, Blair, it's Sunday. It's like time for croissants and breakfast at Tiffany's. And she's like, you slept with my boyfriend and never told me. And I'm your best yeah. friend. And she's like, Blair. And you're like, that's not something that, like, we, like you did something awful. Yeah. And you're, you'd be lucky that Blair takes you back, which she does. But then you continue to mess it up. Yeah. And Serena's always like, it's not my fault that I'm the number one. Everybody f***ing loves me and will always choose me over you, Blair. I'm like, don't, you're not even going to be sensitive to it. Like, you know, Blair is just trying to prove herself to her mom and that, like, projects into all other aspects of her life. And you can't even, like, try to help her through that. And also, we've said it once and we'll say it again, but, like, no matter what, you always want that person that is bad to everyone except for you. As yeah. toxic as that is, like, if you can change that person. And Chuck and Blair, just, like, the scenes that they have are unmatched. I would put Chuck... Chuck and Blair have better scenes than Damon and Elena, honestly. The Chuck- scene where he's in France and she's like, you're right. You've done terrible things to me and I would be better off without you. But it wouldn't be my world if you weren't in it. Ah! And she's in the big, he ends up bringing home that freaking Eva, but. You hate that. And just like, and then the way they get married is just like so Chuck and Blair. And I just like, Chuck supports Blair and all her crazy all the time. And I, I think he just, loves her. Like, yeah. He loves her crazy. He's literally like, this is amazing. Because he is a little diabolical. And he did change. Too. He did change he for does. the better. He gets paid a better person because of her. And if anyone you date becomes a better person because of you, that is My a true love. My ego would literally go to Mount Kilimanjaro. I just wouldn't have the patience she has. Um, no, I wouldn't either. But, but yeah, no, sure. he, I mean, theirs, theirs is an epic they're, probably, they're the best love story of the entire series. Yeah. And they're also the most consistent. Like, I do love Nate and Serena together, but ultimately, you know at the end of the day it's going to be Serena and Dan, which is so... I don't like Dan Humphrey. This is an off-topic thing, but I was going to say, who's your least favorite character? Oh, Dan. Well, yeah, Possibly Dan Humphrey. Vanessa. I'm going to throw that out is, there. The thing is, is honestly, I, I, Vanessa annoys me, but something about Dan Humphrey... Dan is just, also a victim. Like, he's like, I'm a okay, victim. But the whole time, first off, I guessed that he was gossip girl i did it was like season four and i was like i remember literally texting skylar and being like dan is gossip girl and she was like no and then he was so i guessed it and it was which is a terrible thing to do but i was like my number one thing was i was like he they are so they are so heavily emphasizing that he's a writer i just feel like it had to be him also he was writing a book about all of them and so I was kind of like, this is weirdly lining up too well. But I just feel like, who are you to sit here and write a tell-all book about these people and roast their lives when you are literally so obsessed with them? You created an entire site about gossip towards them. It's like a little psychopathic. I understand. Why it's literally Joe, Joe from you. Yeah. But also, can we talk about the fact that they forgive him within like 30 seconds of conversation? Serena's literally like, no, it makes sense. And I understand why he did it. Now let's get married. And I'm like, uh, and like the ending, Serena and Dan ending up together just annoyed the f- 
F out of me because he created this Gossip Girl thing because of his obsession with Serena. That's not cute to me. I just think that's real creepy vibes and it's yeah. not talked about enough. And also he like ruined Jenny's life multiple times. And yeah, like, and he like, I just don't like that he not can a fan write of Jenny everything. Not Jenny, a fan of the Humphreys in general. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Humphreys. Rufus also annoys me because he's so judgy towards Lily and I don't think that gets unpacked enough where Lily literally like their dad's not in her life. She's trying her best. Serena what used to go on benders. Her son is suicidal and like I think that Lily handled things wrong a lot but I think she gets better. But... Rufus is so judgy of her just because she's rich. And I'm like, it's not her fault she was born rich. You're just literally jealous. She's trying to survive also, in a doggy dog world. The Humphreys are not poor. They live in a loft apartment in Brooklyn, New York. And they have enough extra money on top of that to send both their children to an elite private school and in Manhattan. they own an art studio. Like, you're going to tell me you're not also a millionaire? Maybe you're Vanessa, not a Vanessa, that's why I respect Vanessa because I'm like, you, I think, actually are poor. Yeah, but still she's the most self-righteous but, person yeah i know because like, she's like i'm when her and nate are dating and she's like really you're gonna talk about money and nate's like my whole family just lost all of their money and my dad's in jail and she's like well i grew up in brooklyn and it's like you're like brooklyn's great i'm like nate just found out that his dad was pushing drugs and is in jail i think he wins it's not your like pity you party tragedy because you're a billionaire i and i do i think my favorite part about the ending though was that nate ended up married to his work and not to a girl i agree he went through a I don't, he has bad luck with girls, dude. I just think that he's, he's like he's too nice guys. Yeah, and I think he needed like he was like Nate and Jenny stone. was was weird. Nate really made his rounds. Blair, Serena, Jenny, Vanessa, Vanessa. Uh, Dan Humphrey slept with Georgina though. I love Georgina though. Georgina is like the Catherine of yeah. the show. She you gotta respect her for being a bad the, bitch. She's the she's like, the only the devil, one that can like, pony up to Blair. Yeah, but I like how Blair gets the top on her at the end. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's Queen Bee. So now we got to rate them. So for Refresh, we have Beck and Joe over Love and Joe, Meghan Markle and Harry over Kate and Lil. We've got Chuck and Blair over Serena and Nate. And then we've got Leslie and Ben over Anne and Chris. So for number one, I'm going to put Chuck and Blair because I love them. Obvi. Um, For number two, I'm going to put Leslie and Ben because as we were saying, like their sacrifices of like each other's career for each other I think it's just like beautiful can um, I make a point though? sure feel free I would do Megan and Harry as number two all right, all right. because I like Leslie and Ben's sacrifices but Harry did that in real life okay okay, okay. for Megan and Megan the composure that she has kept throughout all of this and have you seen that interview of her where the interviewer's like I don't know if anyone's asked you this but are you okay and she's and just she like nine months up. pregnant and she's like yeah, nobody has asked me that, actually. Yeah. So I think that their love story, I like better. Okay. Just because fair. it's real. Fine, fine. We'll put them second. And so what do you think about Leslie and Ben being third? Three, yeah. And then Beck and Joe, because at the end of the day, we he, don't love them as a couple At the end of the day, he with. murdered her. Yeah, at the end of the day, he trapped her in a <laughs> box is, and murdered her. I mean, if you put her anywhere above Vlast, you're crazy. Yeah. So uh, you heard it here. Number one, Chuck and Blair from Gossip Girl. Number two, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry from the royal family. Now, no longer part of it, but you know. Number three, Leslie and Ben from Parks and Parks and Recreation. And number four, Beck and Joe from the TV show You. So we will have these up on Instagram next week. I 
I, I kind of think that these are going to be very similar to I ours. think these are going to be more universally agreed yeah. upon. Um, feel free to DM us your reason, though. If you really want to yeah. like, get into it, um, if you're voting on the polls, send us a little DM and be like, why you felt that way if you feel like differently than us. Yeah, that would be really cool of you guys. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> get, get interactive. It'd be super chill of you guys if you could do that. Thanks. Alrighty. As always, thank you all for listening. We will be back next week. Um, stay safe this Halloween. Please, please, please don't be dumb. We interviewed Elise today. She didn't even have COVID and it was hard for her, you know, being, you know, super sick in quarantine alone. Um, yeah, basically just know that if you get sick, your mom won't be around to help you. Mm, She can't be. That's a sad reality. Also, your actions ricochet into the lives of others. So don't be selfish. Be safe, guys. Yeah, be safe. We'll see you next week and talk to you later. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.